Welcome everybody, Filibuster Freestyle from filibusterfreestyle.com. Short one, sweet one, outlandish one today. I'm just going to hit the theme song and go from there. But remember, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, plus many more. Here comes the theme song, and then we're talking hybrid mashup time, professional tennis, Formula One racing, Novak Djokovic, Matt Verstappen. Oh, yeah, you're in the right place. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. All right, so it's a Sunday morning watching Novak Djokovic play tennis, playing Andre Rublev. Djokovic, of course, one of clearly one of the three greatest men's tennis players of all time. Okay. Many different camps on Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic, and we'll get into that. But he is clearly one of the best three men's professional tennis players in the history of the sport, the three of them coming along at once. Just so happened to be what it is, and they obviously push the heck out of each other. All three of them have at least 20 Grand Slams, Nadal with 21. So 61 Grand Slams between three guys. And for perspective, Pete Sampras had 14, which was the record for his career. And I know he's been retired a while, but Pete Sampras isn't like some guy from the 1930s. We all watched him play tennis. Unless you're, you know, I guess under the age of 15 or something. But you get it. So anyway, Formula One racing has exploded into the zeitgeist here in the United States of America. It's been an incredibly popular sport worldwide for a very long time. It has also had a fan base here in America during said time, but obviously it's a little bit different when Netflix puts a show out called Draft to Survive. We're four seasons into that now. It's absolutely allowed everybody to not only understand who the drivers are and what the sport's about from a drama and character standpoint, but also with the four seasons, you can go back and start it right now and get caught up on basically what happened, Cliff's Notes version. For the last three, four years of Formula One racing, you know, so pre-pandemic and then into the pandemic and now kind of in the endemic, post-pandemic times. So you can catch up right now. You could literally be caught up in a week on what the heck's going on in the world of Formula One over the last four and a half years. So for those of you who don't know, this is a very niche podcast, but Max Verstappen, the Dutch now one-time world champion, uh, asterisk asterisk potentially, on that world championship, depending on how you felt about what went down in the last race of 2021, some five, six, seven months ago, whatever it is, one of the most talented drivers the sport of F1 has seen in a long time, one of the most aggressive and therefore divisive, talented, polarizing drivers that F1 has seen, and probably the sport world, the world of sport, if you will, has seen. And this morning, as I get ready to watch the Grand Prix and I watch Novak Djokovic play some tennis, it struck me. Because Novak Djokovic is so much less likable than Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer that people still have this debate over who the best player is, even though, you know, in totality of their careers, you can make all kinds of choices. But if you talk about 
let's say 2021, for instance, which is the last kind of full year we have on record, right? Djokovic clearly was the best player in 2021. He won three Grand Slams, I believe. He was looking to win the Olympic gold medal and also to win uh, the U.S. Open, and those two things didn't happen. He didn't win the end-of-year finals, but he was the number one tennis player in the world by ranking, and he obviously collected three to my – I didn't do any research this morning, but I'm almost positive. He won Australia and France against Nadal, which is a huge, huge get, um, and Wimbledon last year. So going into the Olympics, he was looking for a, quote, golden slam, and then he was going to look to the U.S. Open. So clearly in 2021, Novak Djokovic was the best tennis player in the world, but nobody wanted to give it – not nobody – at least half the people didn't want to acknowledge that because no one likes them. And by no one, I mean at least half to two-thirds of the people. I don't know a lot of people. There are people who don't like Federer because they like Nadal or because they like Djokovic, but they don't not like Federer for the most part. Same goes for Rafael Nadal. But with Djokovic, people are just like, yeah, he's a great player, but I don't like that guy. And he didn't do himself any favors with his stances on vaccinations and COVID and really making it all about himself in the lead up to the 2022 Australian Open. So anyway, when I think about Max Verstappen, he clearly has not had yet the longevity of success that Djokovic has had in tennis. Max has not had that in Formula One, at least not yet. But is Max talented enough, and is he on a good enough team, Red Bull, that's well enough funded, yes, to make a run at this for the next decade, decade and a half, potentially, as a guy, I think, who's under 25 years old still, or about 25 years old, tops? Yeah, he does. So let me talk to you about this, which I'm probably going to title this episode. Max Verstappen is potentially going to be the Novak Djokovic of Formula One driving, but because he hasn't proven it yet, but everybody still kind of hates him unless they love him because, again, he's divisive, and there are huge Max supporters, especially, obviously, in his native Netherlands, but regardless, he has fans all over the world. Max is never going to be the Rafa Nadal of this sport, in my opinion. He's never going to be the Roger Federer of F1, in my opinion. He might not be the Novak Djokovic of F1 because Novak Djokovic has won 20 Grand Slam championships. Max has won one driver's championship. And the record, I believe, is seven between Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher. So, you know, until Max gets up to that level, there's no debate on if he's the best driver of all time. He might be the best driver right now, arguably. Though Charles Leclerc from Ferrari has much to say about that here in 2022. And we'll get into that at some point this summer, maybe. But if Max becomes the best version of himself... I think his ceiling is the Novak Djokovic, Novak Djokovic, excuse me, of Formula One racing, which for those of us who either can't stand Djokovic or begrudgingly give him his props for being a wonderful talent, an all-time great, potentially the all-time greatest, but a real tough guy to get behind emotionally because you just can't stand him, that's Max's ceiling. But what I'm telling you and everybody else listening, is Max needs to outkick his coverage for the next seven or eight years just to have a chance to even be in the conversation with greatness as Novak Djokovic. So Max, until further notice, you're talented. You may be the best driver. You may win this year again. You may not in terms of the, the driver's championship. You are absolutely 
unequivocally one of the most talented drivers in the world, but you were also unequivocally one of the most divisive figures in sport in the world, despite your level of excellence. So for right now, you are a poor man's Novak Djokovic. Switching gears, Boston Celtics, game three last night. Great to see the Time Lord, Robert Williams III, come back. Great to see the Celtics take a commanding 3-0 lead. No idea and will not speculate that it's a done deal until it is, in fact, hopefully, a fourth win in the Celtics' hand, whether that be in game four, five, six, or happens to be seven. It doesn't matter how you win your four games, but hopefully, you know, you don't give three back before getting the fourth. But either way, really good to see the Time Lord back. Really didn't like to see him get hurt. Uh, as a basketball fan, but as a Boston Celtics fan, it seems like after New Year's, that team really put together some kind of chemistry and understanding of roles that could be special, despite the fact that no one really saw it coming based on a year's worth of evidence going back to the bubble playoffs of 2020. But here we go. Celtics up 3 nothing. Hopefully have at least more, one more win in them against the Nets because that would mean they would move on. But really, again, good to see the Time Lord, Robert Williams, back in action last night after injuring his meniscus not too long ago. Filibuster Freestyle, short and sweet. We'll see if we do a reaction pod later from, um, from today's Grand Prix in F1 because I got some guests that we'll be watching the game with today in the studio uh, here in a little bit. But anyway, thanks for listening. As always, when we can't do a full grandiose typical freestyle, I am going to try to commit to doing these short and sweet ones. It's better than nothing at all. If not for the listener, certainly for me and me trying to keep this train rolling because I do love to do this. It's so much fun, and I've uh, enjoyed doing it for seven and a half years. So we're not going to stop because of life events and busyness are coming our way. Hope you're doing well. Talk to you soon. Make sure, again, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud.